Hello, Sky Friends, and thank you for joining us. I am your host and DM, Scott. I'm here today to talk to you about Dice Envy. They provide high-quality gaming dice for use at any table. My current favorites are the Tiny Metal Dice and Infinity D4s. If you haven't seen them yet, I highly recommend checking them out. We recently joined them as an affiliate, and that means we are helping to promote each other. We have a special link to their store, which you can find pinned on our Twitter, that you can use to find some excellent dice for yourself and support us here at the podcast at the same time. Head over to our Twitter page, at Skyren Podcast, and check it out while you can. Thank you, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrim. Book 2, Chapter 37 Starting the Trials Gosia is pleased. Wonderful. We can put this matter behind us then, once this is completed. And then she raises a hand up to her head and stares off into one of the corners for a moment. I've just called someone to escort your friend. And soon enough, the door opens, and you see another celestial. He's about seven, eight feet tall. He's way thinner than Gosia is. He's in... He's going to be in yellow silks. This is Talia Talu. Talia, please escort Samudio here to the trials. These three will be accompanying him. Tali will go over to Sam, lift him up, and undo the bindings around his ankles so he can walk. Okay, please follow me. We'll get you all to the trials, and then if you're successful, well, depending on how successful or how unsuccessful you are, we'll determine how much of our knowledge you can get. Wait, there are degrees of success now, too? Oh, of course. You're like the most crooked people I've ever met. And as Gosia and Talia Talu as they escort you to where the trials will take place. I think Gosia will explain the rules to you. Once you enter the first chamber, you will see three doors. 
You're free to do them in any order you wish. But once you leave that room and come back out here, you are finished with the trials. You are not able to leave otherwise. There's no starting over. You will have whatever it is you take with you. What you see in there won't be exactly real, but it will be no less dangerous. But I suppose the biggest question is then, by which laws, which guidelines, will you be judged? Darvin, Monk of Corum, I assume you wish to go by Corum's law. Yes. If that is what you adhere to. Yes. Wonderful. We have much knowledge on his law, especially recently, in no small part, thanks to you. Vale, considering which organization you belong with, she's trying to respect your redaction. Are those the laws by which you adhere, by which you will be judged? Yes. Okay. Arnis, you are different. How will you be judged? What is your code? If you belong to an organization, that's fine. I mean, if they're just personal beliefs, that's fine, too. She just needs to know what they are. Oh, Jesus. I mean, really, I'm trying to think of my, like, overall actions and, like, what guides me. Um, mm-hmm. Really, honestly, the only thing I adhere to is, would my dad be okay with that? Ooh, your, your father. <laughs> Do we have a book on your father? What is your father's name? His name is Barreras. B-A-R-E-R-I-S. Barreras. Mm-hmm. Barreras Gray? Yes. Yeah, that's his last name. Barreras Gray. He's my pops. Arnis's daddy. So let's see, Gosha's thinking, oh, Barreras Gray. Do we have any records on him? I don't know. Can you be more precise without us digging into the human archives? Archives on humans, not archives with actual humans in them. No, I, I understood what you were saying. <laughs> well, I'm not sure what you need. Like, my dad was a... He was a fairly good person, and he tried to teach me, like, right from wrong. And so often I wonder, before I do anything, like, would my dad be okay with that? And there's definitely times where I know that my actions, like, nope, he wouldn't have been okay with that. And, of course... Other times, definitely, where I know, yeah, my dad absolutely would have been on board with that. In fact, he would have been standing right behind me, waiting for the people to break down the gates. Of Did he ever codify this and write it down? No. Yes, he actually wrote Barraris' mm. book of badass bardisms. He wasn't a bard. Why would he write he bardisms? He four bards. Why would he do that if he wasn't a bard? Because he knew he was going to have a childhood. Because he respected your talent. Leave him. He wrote you letters when you were younger on how he wanted you to live your life. No, he didn't do that. <laughs> Fair. He wrote a death note with instructions on how to be a better person, Ernest. He didn't do that either. <laughs> I'm just trying to help. Very well. We can search through your memory book and extrapolate things. Alright. Try not to misinterpret. It's just whatever's in your head. Okay. Whether or not you remember it, it's still there. Goshia and Talia will escort you deeper into the Temple of St. Phaleron. You pass by a number of book stacks, smaller reading rooms, as you go deeper and deeper in, until you come to a door that is simply labeled as the Door of Trials. Tali here will escort you in, and make sure that you are following the rules. I wish you the best. She pushes the door open. Talia walks Sam in. Let's do this. 
Yeah, I guess we're going after. Yep. There's really no point in putting it off. Nope. All right. As you all enter the room, the door shuts behind you. You hear the definite sound of Goshia locking the door. Is Talia still in there with us? Yes. Is he just going to, like, poof out of there or something? I might just wait and see. He said he would make sure we obeyed the rules, so maybe that means he's going to stay. And you're in a large circular room, about 30 feet across. White stone, white light emanating from the seams in the ceiling. And aside from three doors, there's very little else in this room. There's probably a few oversized pillows for, like, resting in between rounds. Each door has a placard on it. And as the four of you were standing there, Talia will ask, So, uh, so you can start wherever you like. Um, I mean, you each have to go through each of them if you want to be judged. Um, however you like to do it, uh, it's up to you. Cool. So our friend gets to be, like, untied at this point, right? Um, and he, like, looks up, kind of like how Goshia did when she was talking to him. Uh, no, no, he's got special rules. Oh, hell. Wait, so you're telling me we're going to go face something that could kill us and he's not going to get to defend himself? He looks up again. Um, oh, you get to defend him. Yeah. That's bullshit. I don't make the rules. Yeah, well, send me someone who does. But that's not... That's not the rule. The rule is we get to take, like, what we're carrying. He needs what he's got yeah. on him. At this, I go over and I attempt to untie his hands. All right, you can attempt to untie his hands. It's not going to no, 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 happen. Make a, uh, make a dex check. 22. As you're untying this lilac silk, Tali's like, Oh, um, you... Oh, ooh, you really shouldn't do that. Um... Uh, please don't. That's not going to stop me. Oh, I'm going to be in trouble. What do you guys do? Did I untie his hands? Yeah, you untied his hands. Cool. Let's check out the doors. Okay. There are three doors. Before you even get too close to any of the doors, you can see that there's a larger title on each of the placards, and below it is some smaller text, and they're labeled the past, the present, and the future. Ah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, And you can read the subtext as you go up to each of them. Let's go to the past. Yes, it kind of like order. Or um, let's read the text on each of the yeah, doors no, before we decide where sure. we go. Yeah. The doors. I didn't know if you cared at all. Oh, I do. Okay. <laughs> um, in chronological order, then, there is the past. Kept in sight for as long as we desire, yet for all our efforts, we cannot speak to it. We can plead and shout, but our words never reach it. There is the present. Always here, yet always fleeting. As soon as you get a hand on it, it vanishes into the past. Act while you can, because you won't get a second chance. And there is the future. There are so many possibilities, though not as limitless as some would hope. It lies refracted before us, seemingly out of reach until it is upon us. Guessing this is our past, our present, and our future. I'm guessing. Maybe. Well, fuck these guys. I was able to untie him. I'm going to ungag him, too. Roll decks again, then. Dog, that did not go well. Seven. As you start untying it, it seems to get tighter and tighter, almost choking Sam. Oh, no, that's a problem. And as you pull your hand away, it kind of like loosens back to normal gag. Well, if you want to look at Sam, we're like, I could try and cut it off, or we can power through this. If you'd like me to try and cut it off, just give me a nod. 
There's a moment where everything around you blurs before coming into focus again. And the chamber that you're in lights up, and it seems like you're outside. You see a cottage town, not all that unlike Medullary Hill. You see a family of skeletons as they emerge from a home. One of them kneels down to talk to a child skeleton, but you hear nothing. From anywhere, in fact. Not from your footsteps, not from your gear. Everything is silent. As you stand on the outskirts of this town, you see a band of orcs approaching the town from the other side. They come rushing in, weapons drawn, mouths open, screaming in a silent fury. As they rush in to attack these skeletons, a number of them, this family and others, reach for weapons of their own. What do you do? Well, my inclination is, and this might be my bias, but skeletons aren't supposed to be walking around on their own, right? The well, only... yeah, by the rules of Corum, yeah. Right. Really good death That's is what... a permanent one, right? Yeah. The no sound thing is weird. Uh, that's super weird. My instinct is, like, these people are going about their lives and these other people are clearly a, like, right. raiding part of Damn you, Scott. Right, my instinct would be like protect the town from people clearly coming to like destroy it. Though there's nothing that says that these skeletons didn't take over this town from the orcs and they're coming to take it back. That's true. Uh, we could ask them to stop fighting. Explain. Sorry. Something else. That was a joke. Do I recognize this battle as anything that from like legitimate history, or is this a simulation? You could roll history. Thank you. That's well, can we all roll history? Asking. Yeah, you certainly can. Okay. Aranus. 19. Ooh, pretty good. Darvin. 13. Vale. 23. Damn. Very nice. Hmm. This isn't a fight that any of you were directly involved with, at least as far as Vale or Aranus would know. But Vale, to answer your question, yes, this is something that actually happened at some point in history. Here on the continent of Sarakar, northwest of where Medullary Hill was. So more in the autumn band as opposed to right on the edge of winter. What would you like to know about this battle? Essentially the history of what instigated the battle. And specifically, is my guild involved in it in any way? Yeah. Well, the second part of that, the answer is quite easy. No. The okay. denouement was not involved in this battle. The first part of that, the context is this used to be an undead town. Skeletons, mostly. Some zombies. But the orcs were a raiding party. They came through robbing whatever they could, killing stuff if they could. It actually ended in quite a bloodbath, as you recall. Not being ironic in the choice of words there, as these are skeletons. Yeah. Knowing whatever, everything I learned from that, I know what Vale's gonna do. So we defend the town. Vale takes a seat against the tree and waits. Yeah. If I'm being judged by my order, I'm not to get involved here unless one of you hires me or offers me a contract. 
I think that's sort of what I was thinking too, because my understanding is my God says there's no more undead, and then they're stopped being undead. That doesn't mean I personally have to strike them down or should. You like, could be more easily the... swayed into this battle, but Bef- even before, before the, the change, even before the change in rules, your God still wasn't totally thrilled with the undead, was he? Mm. Um, I don't think he had any beef with them before the change. At least not as far as I know. Before that, before that change in rules. With that whole instance with his Ernie, undead were certainly allowed. Weren't they under his umbrella? Yeah. They're part of his uh, well, his domain. Well, then by that definition... Were the undead. Defending them would be... You would be defending them. Because uh, yeah. they would be children of Korob. You just have to decide for yourself what you want to do here. <laughs> Don't let me hang in, bro, is the only person that jumps in. You could also not jump in. I mean, I could justify no. as, like, this is a historical thing that is meant to play out in a certain way, but... Yeah, I mean... But um, if I'm talking, like, what would my dad say? Son, why didn't you help them? Whereas That's I don't... pretty easy. That being said, you also know that you could, you know... In this situation, it wouldn't be ideal, but you could say, I want to put a contract out on that guy, and then I would have to go and kill that guy. Like... You would be knowledgeable enough to know that you could get me involved in this fight that way, but until then, I'm sitting it out. Because by rule of the order, I have no reason to get involved. I don't think my god would want me involved either. I really don't. Like, on the one hand, this is before that decree, yes, but on the other, it sort of applies to me, but on the other, other, that doesn't mean I have to be the one to deal it out. In fact, I'm probably not supposed to be, because that's his thing. <laughs> so I think the best thing for me to do is nothing. I really do. So, Arnest, there's you and Sam. Oh, I don't do damage. I heal people. Does healing work on skeletons? Can Have you... you ever tried that? No. Like, I know not in our actual sessions, but in your past. No. Okay, then. So I have no idea no, um, if it would work. You know that healing magic works on resurrected people? Undead? Roll Arcana. <laughs> See how much you learn at that fancy bard college of yours. My int isn't high, but I crit, Ooh, so hey, I were, learned something. You were a good student. Apparently. In fact, you remember, normally it works. There have been cases where it has not worked on undead. Okay. But the magic behind healing is that you are stitching bodies, people, back together. And for most undead, that's actually a lot easier. They don't have, like, blood and stuff circulating through them. So, yes... Healing magic does work on the undead. All right. Generally speaking. Yeah. A whole other ball game here with the silence and the weirdness. I'm not trying to say that it's not going to work here. Say, like, you know there are exceptions to the rule. Yeah. All right, then. Well, charging in to try to help these people. Um, oh. Do I need to write up a formal contract? I think you're going to have to write it if you want it, because there's no sound here. Oh, god damn it. You're not going to be able to cast any of your spells that require verbal components. Which means I can't do anything. Well, uh, and if I play, it won't make any sound. You want to strum your lute and see what happens? I can cast friends. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not going to do any good if I can't talk to them. I can't do shit other than that. Why can't you make the... Do a test and strum, see what happens. Yeah. Dead silent. Yeah, I can't do anything. All of my spells except friends have a verbal component. Oh, well, well, you tried. I have shorter buttons. Um, try a, uh, <laughs> just, just for the sake of it, try a cantrip and see what happens. All right, I pick one of the 
No, you tell me what you're picking. No, no, I pick one of the oncoming horde of oh, orcs, okay. and I attempt to cast Vicious Mockery. Read to me Vicious Mockery. What does it say? You unleash a string of insults laced with subtle enchantment at a creature you can see within range. If the target can hear you, though it need not understand you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Or take 1d4 second can blah blah blah. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. He can't hear you. I can send you in. I can write you up a contract and... If there's a verbal component that doesn't need to be heard, it might work. I don't have anything that doesn't need to be heard. Everything has to hear me in order for it to work. One of my spells is literally called Message. <laughs> like, can't even cast a shield. Though I guess nobody needs to hear me for me to cast a shield. Well, there you go. So, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm making an exception here. The exception is, if it requires a verbal component, but they don't need to hear you, like, if it doesn't need to be heard, it'll but, still work. But, like, it doesn't say in the thing that the creature needs to hear you. Right. Because you're still going through the motions. This is a magical place. Okay. So, like, by that right, it's like... So, like, I could cast light, yeah. for example. And you could try... I think you can still cast, like, your healing spells. Cure wounds, healing yeah. word, yeah, because it doesn't say that anyone needs to hear me. That opens up a whole range of stuff. Okay, good. I had no idea how many of your spells that covered. But I knew that was going to be the exception. Yeah. Okay, good. So, there's an orc raiding party. They are tearing into this skeleton village. What are the three of you doing? I grab a piece of paper out of my pack and write a quick note to Vale that says, I will pay you one gold to kill that dude. Okay. Just one guy. Okay. I don't know if you wrote the orc raiding party, this would be a lot easier, right? There, then that's what I write. There you go. <laughs> I will pay you one gold to kill the orc raiding party. And I will too. I will pay you one gold. Money's going to have to change hands. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I'm good for it. Yeah, it sounds like a great deal. It really is, but being with the contract, I, st- I don't understand it in blood, do I? No, there's nothing weird like that. That's <laughs> weird. Okay, so I'm like, I sign it. Okay. And then I hand it over. Vale has a contract to take out the orc raiding party now. Sweet. There are eight orcs. Right now there are the three of you fighting. I guess if we'll count Sam, since it sounds like Darwin is abstaining from fight. Darwin's a pacifist. Then what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> watching? You can certainly watch. Let's roll initiative. This is going to be fun. Silently cheering on my friends. Me and Meat Shield. This is going to be really fun. Yeah, without the dude that does like... Really you guys are the ones that decided your morals said you had to get... You don't uh, have to apologize. It wasn't my morals that got me involved in this. <laughs> That's true. I did. Unfortunately, I don't have a lovely carrot that I can hang in front of you to get you involved. <laughs> Dang, religious people. You're such a bummer. Yeah, what did crime ever do for you? Uh, nothing, actually. I'm the one that had to make a deal with him. Right, without which you could dead. Kind of saved your life. I was already dead. Right, but now you're not because it's fair. Yeah. Because I talked to him. Vale, what's your initiative? 20. Arnus. 20. Ho ho. Vale's bonus is higher than mine. Mm-hmm. Darwin. 9. Okay, this just helps me know when to cut back to Darwin to show whittling. So, as the four of you were standing here on the outer edge of town, you watch as this small orc raiding party tears through the main street, and they cut down four skeletons on their first pass. Oh, dear. Before they stop at the other end of the street, 
and start looking around, see who's still standing, who's posing a threat, and they start marching down this central street. There's a number of skeletons who have grabbed small clubs, swords, axes, shovels. Someone probably grabbed, like, a pitchfork. And then the three of you approach. We will start with Vale. Where is Darwin in relation to where we are? Oh, Darwin, where do you want to be? Just chilling next to a building? Yeah. Sitting on a bench? Yeah, a bench. I like benches. And how far is the raiding party from Darwin? Far? Like 60 feet? Cool. Then I'm going to use my move to go stand right next to Darwin. Um, I'm going to use my action to shoot an arrow at one of the orcs, and then I'm going to use my bonus action to hide behind Darwin. (laughs) Darwin's not big enough for you to hide behind. But he is near a building, right? You're going to hide behind the building? Yeah. Okay, yeah, if you want to hide around the corner of the building. The goal is trying to convince the orc that he shot him. <sighs> oh, gosh. Let me roll something real quick. I knew that was the goal. No. Okay. They see Darvin there without a crossbow or a bow and arrow in his hand. And no, for a fact, he did not shoot at them. Were you actually trying to hit one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, hey, roll the attack. 25. Yes. Six damage. You shoot an orc who's carrying a longsword, flinches, snarls at Darvin as you run around the corner. Arnis, what would you like to do? Okay, all these orcs are spread out, right? There's eight of them. They're kind of in a line, shoulder to shoulder, maybe a couple steps apart from each other. Mm. Across from, like, that to that, like, one end to the other. I'm sorry, eight of them shoulder to shoulder would be, like, 30, 40, 50 feet across. So, let's say they're in two ranks. Probably ten feet in between the front line and the rear line. About 25 feet across. Okay. Ooh, damn, that's a tightly packed group. No, it is. But it's not quite tight enough. It's not tight enough for me to potentially get all of them. I can get get all but two. (laughs) Like, the two on the end are the ones I can't get. Unless, like, I have a 20-foot cube. Okay, So, like... You'd be able to hit... All but Six of them. Okay. Of the eight. All right. That's awesome. Uh, I want to cast Fairy Fire at them. Okay. What do they got to do? They need to roll a Dexterity saving throw. Okay. I'm going to roll two. One for the front line, one for the back line. Who do you want to leave off? We'll say that Vale shot the one on the left-hand side. We'll leave them in. Okay. To try to take them down faster. Ho, ho, ho. What's the DC? 15. Okay, the back line saves, but the three in the front line start glowing with your fairy fire. Purple. Nice. Okay, anything else you'd like to do? No. The skeletons in the town charge towards these orcs. They outnumber them, definitely, but they are not a raiding party. I'm going to attack into these orcs here real fast. Well, son of a... They may not be a raiding party, but... (laughs) They're mad. They're defending their home. You hear nothing but silence as clubs and shovels clang into orcs silently. After these skeletons charge in, the front line of the orcs lay into them. Or not. They were surprised. These skeletons rushed them with more ferocity than the orcs were expecting. And the orcs are swinging, but they're just not having any luck dealing damage to these skeletons right now. Darvin, 
Phil just shot somebody from right next to you and went and hid behind the building you're next to. You doing anything? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. It's a pretty fun fight to watch. At the other end of the street, you see a very nice house, and you see a door swing open. You see a pale man walk out in robes. A human? Most likely. Okay. He does not look like in great condition, not from this distance. But he also looks like he's having absolutely none of this bullshit. Then he's not involved? Not yet. Are you doing anything? Just still just watching? How far did you say this man is? He's the other end of the street. Probably like 90 feet. Is there fighting in between where he and I, where he is? Nah. All right, I'll head over to him. Okay. You start heading in his direction. Can't make it to him this turn. I know. Actually, shit, your speed is really high. Yeah, but he's far. My speed's only 45. If you dash, you could get there. Yeah. Not worth it. There. I'm not going to spend a key point just to go say hi to this guy. spend a key point. Yeah. You just use your action. Yeah. The way most folks do it. Oh, yeah. They aren't monks. Okay, sure, I'll do that. That just means I can give you some more detail on this guy right now. As you run over there super fast, you get a much better look at this guy. His hair is thin to the point of falling out. His eyes are sunken. Uh, It looks like there's bits of flesh missing from his cheeks. His lips have peeled back a little bit, and his hands are incredibly bony, just barely covered with skin. He looks mad. Oh, and I can't talk to him because there's no sound. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Well, good. Is sign language a free action? You can wave about, yeah, sure. I don't even... What are you trying to convey? Who are you? What's... Uh, that's too hard for gestures. I'm just going to watch him. Okay. I don't think there's anything I can do by waving my hands around. That's fine. In which case, it is Sam's turn. He's going to rush over next to Arnis. Kind of be a protector. Bill, what would you like to do? Now that my target's lit up, I'm going to shoot him. All right, go for it. 19. Yeah. And that's a 5d6s. Did you have You're welcome. See, you don't need me. Sure. 25 damage. That orc just goes down. That's why you hire Vale. You shoot him down and he goes dead. Alright, Vale, anything else you want to do? Because I'm squishy, I'm going to hide again. Where are you hiding? In the middle of a town. Behind a fence. Okay, there could be a short fence next to one of these buildings. Not well. Not a fail, because it was a 2. With my bonus, that makes it an 11. And the spacing on these boards is just way too wide. You are not hidden. Arnis, what would you like to do? How are the skeletons doing? Uh, The skeletons in that first charge did not fare so well, but after they ran up to the orcs, they're doing alright for now. Alright. Looking at the orcs, can I tell which one is the leader? Give me a quick perception check. Free of charge. That's a 13. You don't recognize their like the ranks and stuff that they're using. There's probably some sort of structure to this group. You're just not familiar with it. Okay. I want to cast blindness on one of the ones in the like front. Okay. Go for it. What happens? Um, they make a con saving throw. It's only a 12. Oh, they are blinded. All right, we've got a blind orc over here. And one of them just starts groping around blindly. I would cast deafness, but that seems redundant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that all? I'm going to use my bonus action to give bardic inspiration to Veil. Do they have to hear you for that? Oh, damn it. Yes. 
I'm sorry. You try to inspire Vale, but you realize they can't hear you, so they can't be inspired by you. Oh, that means I can't use... Oh. Yeah. In which case, the skeletons are going to continue to try to assault these orcs. No, not this time. The element of surprise from their initial charge has worn off, and these orcs seem way more prepared now. And as they are, as they are attempting to fight back these orcs, Darvin, your man in the robes, he just begins walking closer to this fight. He walks right on past you. Hey, you know mine. And as he gets closer, he pulls out a small little short scepter. Uh, Darvin, are you doing anything as your very sickly friend walks away from you? No, I'm working on a theory, but it's not its not enough. Okay. These orcs are going to fight back on these skeletons. Yeah. And they just start mowing them down. I think that front line takes out five skeletons. And they just collapse in a pile of bones. And the rear line steps forward and starts marching closer down the street to where Arnis is at. I don't think they can make it to Arnis yet. You were still pretty far away. So they're now about 30 feet away from you. Sam's just going to step right in front of you, hold his claws out, ready to attack. Vale, what are you doing? Targeting another one of the glowing ones. Okay, they're now in the back row. 22. Very much so. 22 damage. 22 to hit, and 22 damage. Very nice. You hit one of them in the chest, goes right in between his ribs. He looks like crap. He would be breathing heavily. Like He is breathing heavily, but you'd be able to hear it a lot more if there were sound here. Anything else, Vale? Good hide again. 21. It's a little better. You mean you found, like, a trough? Hide behind? Arnis. The orcs are approaching. How many of them are there approaching me? There are four in that front line. There are three more behind them, one of whom is blind. The three behind them are the ones that are lit up, right? Yes. Okay. I guess I do have weapons. Maybe I'll just, like, shoot them. That's not a terrible idea. All right, I'm going to try to shoot the middle one in this line. <laughs> All right, shoot him. With my crossbow. I'm not a fan of this. 25. <laughs> not a fan of physical violence, but really good at it, apparently. Apparently. I'm assuming that hits. Yes. A 25. <laughs> Making the assumption. Um, nine damage. You hit one of them right in the thigh. Looks very mad at you now. Points his sword at you. How far are they away from me? 30 feet. I would like to back up my full move. Okay. You run 30 feet back. Yes. Darvin is just behind you, as is that very uh, sickly-looking man in the robes. Who I, of course, now see. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'd and go, what the hell? <laughs> you'd have been able to see him any time you turned around. But you'd definitely get a much better sense of his actual appearance with the sunken eyes and the decaying flesh. All right. The skeletons are going to attempt to fight back some more. All right, all right. So a skeleton comes rushing out of one of these homes with a candlestick and just clocks an orc in the head. <laughs> Doesn't take him down. The orc turns and snarls. Makes a very snarling motion with their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Attempts to look threatening. Looks threatening, just doesn't sound no threatening. sound comes out. And then the man in the robes comes and stands next to you, Arnis. Waves their little scepter out. Points it at the dead skeletons, and they rise back up. I really have the urge to ask, who are you? But n- no one can hear me. <laughs> if only for telepathy. No, I'm good. I don't want to be in other people's heads. 
<laughs> okay. Darvin, do you do anything? I saw a man raise skeletons from the dead. Oh, that's what he did? Yeah, that's what he did. Ah, the ones that the orcs had killed? Mm-hmm. I see. No, I do nothing. Okay. The orcs are going to charge at Aranus and Sam then. One of them got hit in the head by a skeleton. It's going to turn and attack that guy. So you don't have to worry about that guy. But three of them are coming after you. Yay. We'll say the first one's going to stop at Sam. The other two are going to come after you, since you've been doing magic. Uh, they've got... Yeah, they've got long swords. It's going to chop at you. Oh, goody. I love being chopped at. An 11, I'm guessing, doesn't hit. No. How about a 19? I... I'm not getting spell slots back, and I'm trying to decide if I want to use one. We also never told how long we could rest in there. It's true. It might be a long rest. We don't know. We also never asked. Also true. I'm trying to decide if I want to just shield. It's an orc coming at me with a sword. I have a feeling this is not going to... There's a lot more of them also. This is not going to... And you're at the top of the order, and that shield lasts for the entire trip around back to you. I guess that's true, too. I'm going to shield. Okay, which raises your AC to... From 16 to 21. And this longsword clangs off of your shield, and then the other orc is going to attack Sam. Nope, rolled the two. Oh, good. As he swings the sword down, Sam grabs him by the wrist, pulls it aside. The other ones are going to keep attacking skeletons. And you see three more skeletons get marked, torn down. It is Sam's turn. He finally has somebody to engage with. It's going to bite and claw at this orc. Yes, he is going to successfully bite him. Very little damage. Man, Tamani Sam gets a good little bite on his shoulder before getting pushed away. Veil. Same target. Okay. A 24. Yes. 18. Yes, how do you kill this orc? Crossbow bolt. To where? To the neck. Just... Right in the side of the neck, and he just goes down with the momentum. <laughs> that looks very painful. Luckily, you did not have to hear the squishy sound. Anything else, Val? Uh, bonus action. I'm going to attempt to hide again. What are you hiding behind this time? There's a, like a hitching post. Alright, this is a small hiding spot. <laughs> I don't know. 21. Okay. Arnis. There are two orcs right next to you, and another one right next to Sam. The guy that I shot last time. He's now next to you. You can shoot at him with disadvantage. No, I'm not. You can pull a dagger and stab him. Yeah, I have. You could hit him with your loot. You could kick him in the face. I'm not hitting him with my loot. That's totally counterproductive. Right. I'm gonna. (laughs) I already broke one loot. I'm not breaking it. Am is strong. I'm gonna try to stab him with my dagger. Okay. I'm going to fail. What'd you get? I got a 14. It was a close call. You brought your dagger in pretty close before he was able to catch it and keep it just inches away from his chest. Skeleton turn. One of those going to keep trying to beat an orc with a candlestick. Oh, it's not working this time. Uh, but the other ones are going to attack that back line. Ooh, have a little bit of success. The one next to the one that Vale just killed, they just dogpile on and drag him to the ground and there's just a silent image of clubs and small hand weapons just, like, coming down onto an orc. <laughs> but a little bit of blood spraying off as they ran back up. Stuck in my head. Very much so. I was just thinking that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's your robed friend. 
Let's see, he's pretty close to Aranus right now. Oh, I know what he's going to do. He's going to take that small scepter in his hand and just kind of turn it upside down so he's pointing with the bottom end of it. He's just going to point it right at one of the orcs next to you, and that orc falls down dead. That's awesome. Well, you see this orc's face turn bluish and veiny, and eyes roll back in the head and just collapses down. It looked painful. Orc's turn. One of them is going to try to attack Aranus now, because the other one done died. It's only a 14. 14's not going to do it. They were very scared because their friend just went down and died. <laughs> the other one's going to attack Sam, and still miss. No, Sam's holding his own. He's apparently a defensive powerhouse right now. And the other the one getting clubbed by a candlestick. <laughs> he rolled an 18. Grabs the candlestick out of that skeleton's hand, takes his sword, and just shatters him with an upward swipe. Sam's turn. He's going to fight back with a claw and a bite. Still just success on the bite. Clawing is not working against the orcs. God bless Sam, he tries. He rolled minimum damage. Again. Vale. I'm going to go join Arnus. I'm going to attack the orc that is in melee with Arnus. With my hidden blade. Alright, go stab that orc. Stabby stab orky orc. The 22-23. Yes and yes. Ooh, look at all those high numbers. Bye, orc. You say Bjork? Yeah. And this is orc Bjork? Um, yes. You rush in and stab this orc from behind. They soundlessly gasp for air, start clutching at their back. Like reaching back, trying to find what the pain is, and turn and seize you before falling over dead. What do we have left? Uh, there's an orc fighting Sam, and there's an orc who just murdered a skeleton. I'm gonna say that's it right now. Cool. So it is the skeleton's turn. Wait a minute. Oh, sorry, no, it's Aris's turn. My turn. Okay, so that last one that had the very fire, is he, mm-hmm. like, downed? Dead. Under a thing of skeletons. Yeah, skeletons right? mobbed him. Okay. He's not getting back up. For concentration purposes, I wanted to know, like, okay. is that still running? But it's not. I'm not going to do anything else that's concentration. Instead, I'm going to stay exactly where I am, and theoretically now I can shoot the guy. Right? I'm far enough away. Shoot yeah. There's the one next to Sam, and there's the one who just killed the skeleton. Which one do you want to shoot? The one next to Sam. Okay. Roll. That's a crit fail, so that's not going to do anybody any good. Okay, yeah, you let go of the string, and it just, like, snaps against your arm and sends a twinge of pain up to your shoulder. Is it a crossbow? Wait, I thought it was a bow now. No, it's a crossbow. crossbow. Oh, sorry. Fine, then. You pull the trigger to fire your crossbow, and it jams. The bolt kind of digs into the guide. You'll have to dig that out if you want to shoot it again. Oh, son of a bitch. It's just going to have you twinge yourself in the arm, but you remind me it's crossbow. Well, I'm sorry I did that. Is that going to take a full action? Nah, you can use your bonus action for that. Well, then I want to use my bonus action for that right now. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) You spend a moment silently swearing at yourself as you yank this crossbow bolt out of the... (laughs) Swear as loud as you want. Nobody can hear you. (laughs) Forking shirt. Darvin, what are you up to? Just watching. Okay. The skeletons are going to finish ripping to shreds that one orc they had. And then your your robed man friend there, he's going to wave his scepter across the battlefield again. And a couple of the skeletons rise back up from dead dead, as do all of the orcs that got killed. 
as skeletons? No, they rise up as orcs. They're just zombie orcs now. Ah, zorks. That's interesting. Yeah, and they turn to face the other remaining orcs uh, who are still alive. Okay. So one of them is still attacking Sam. And gets Sam. No. Oh, max damage on Sam. Oh no. Pushes Sam back with one hand and just slashes across his chest with his sword. And you see Sam like clutching at his chest now. Pawing at his chest now. Sam's gonna come right back at him. You don't see that every day. Yeah, a pair of twelves. And a pair of fours. And a pair of fours. I'm rolling doubles. Pairs right now. So Sam bites this guy right on the top of the shoulder, gets a really good chunk of meat, and then just backhand slashes across his face, and you see four red lines. He's still alive, but looks like shit. Vale, what'd you like to do? I'm going to attack Sam's target. Okay. 20? Yeah. Sweet. 26. Yeah. You stabbed or shot him? Stab, he stabbed. All right, how do you destroy this orc with your stab? I will say I drew my rapier up into an upward slash and just, like, took half his face off with it. Ouch! Gross. Well, Sam had already opened it up with his claws. <laughs> so so already open. You snag into one of those gashes, and an orc face flies off and lands at Darwin's feet. <laughs> you guys are weird. Yeah. Um, Arnis, what do you do? There's one orc left. I shoot at him. Okay, roll. Um, still not enough to hit. 13. You are correct. That is not enough to hit. It's the skeleton's turn. There's a bunch that are back up alive, and they're all charging at that one orc. They crit. So, yeah. They just start pulling him apart physically. They each grab a limb. They start yanking. One of them is clawing down the front of his chest. And you just see, like, an orc get drawn and quartered in front of your eyes. Wow. And as silent as it is, the battle now falls still. What do you do? Well, my contract's up. I hit the piece of paper over the harness and I hold my hand out. <laughs> um, I go digging in my pack for, for my gold and I pull out a gold piece and hand it over. What about you, Darvin? Just gonna look at them like are we finished? Or if I know, you can't talk to these people. I think the point is not for us to engage with them, but to make the good decision on how we interact with the moment. So I feel like I think we're done. Well, as you're all standing around each other thinking, alright, we can go. Done, right? Your robed friend waves his scepter across the field once more, bringing any of the remaining dead back to unlife. So there's now a sizable community of skeletons and orcs here. All undead. Then he just stares at you, kind of waiting? He's not sure if you all are a problem or not. Good. He just taps his foot. Tap, 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 tap. I guess we just yeah. go. We're not a problem. Okay. Kind of give the, like, hands of, like, we're cool, bro. We'll back away out of town. As you reach the edge of town, everything starts to dim into darkness before it lights back up. And you're in that central room again. And as you return back into this room, you're greeted by the rather thin Celestial Talia. He 
Oh, uh, that was fast. Um, can I tie him up again? Sam just, like, shakes his head. Like, I don't want to be tied up. I think the guy doesn't want to be tied up. Oh, darn it. <laughs> you guys are not fair to me. Why is such a, like... Oh, you're such a sad sack. Why don't you go to Six Corner, buddy? <laughs> I, uh, want to go read the inscription on the uh, present store. Okay, I can certainly remind you of what that says. Thank you. To remind you, it says, The present, always here, yet always fleeting. As soon as you get a hand on it, it vanishes into the past. Act while you can, because you won't get a second chance. I think we're going to get dropped into the middle of something. Yep. What's the plan here? The plan is to take a short rest. At the very... Did you take any damage? No, and I don't get anything out of a short rest except for, like, I can reset my bruiser. And I got that seed that that's just an action. Like, I should do it before we go in. I have not even lost any life. Like, I'm good to keep going in the next room for sure. Good, good, good. Um, I'm gonna start. Well, we'll see what happens in the present. If I can use my bardic inspiration, then that kind of takes some of the pressure off of my spell slots. <laughs> so, are you taking a short rest to heal up here before you go into the present? We're taking a short rest to kind of catch our breath. We don't okay. literally need to heal because none of us actually got injured. Sam got injured. Oh, well, then we uh, need yeah. to take a short rest so that Sam can heal. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me that Sam got injured. So we need to actually take a short rest. Okay. I'll remove Sam's injury. Thank you for the reminder. I appreciate it. What's it like being able to hear again as you come back into this room? Oh my god, I just started playing. It's the (laughs) oral equivalent of coming out of a movie theater. Okay, yeah. Arnest starts playing instantly because, oh my gosh, silence sucks. Do you actually know the sound of silence? (gasps) Silence is the worst. Harness is just singing everything. <laughs> okay. As Sam is resting up healing, you see Talia Talu coming around with some of his yellow silk and trying to wrap it around Sam's hand. Sam's just like, no, I'm like pushing him away. <laughs> Stop it. Please. You're so Stop cute. it. Stop it. Stop. Not quite like that, Harness. Stop it. So... We're going to head into the present, then? Yeah, the plan. plan. Okay. So you enter into the second of the three doors, marked the present this time, and you head in, and just as it did with the past, everything blurs and fades away into darkness. And again, you find yourself outside, except in a much different situation this time. You find yourself at the bottom of a hill. It's about 100 feet up to the top. A fairly gentle slope. Standing there at the top with a collection of huge rocks are two giants, and they are arguing about who gets to eat the intruders. Behind them, you see a bound and gagged Ed Coates. Aww. Wait, what? It's all fake. I know, but still, (laughs) it's like crazy. It's just someone who's important to y'all. Yeah, they're just manipulating our emotions. I like that, too. Yeah, he was nice. You see a bounded and gagged Ed Coates, who looks very worried and very scared. But you can definitely hear these giants arguing over who gets to eat him and all of you. Thank God you can hear. But as you start to move towards the hill, everything just feels so sluggish. Like every step 
Every action is a strain. And as Ed sees you, you seem to very slowly from his sitting position kind of extend his head out and like like he's trying to get your attention and the giants very slowly very purposefully each grab a giant boulder raise it over their head and chuck it down the hill at you and with that we'll bring this chapter to a close but the story will always continue podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash Dibber Music. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter at Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.libsyn.com. <laughs>